Hello, and welcome to another episode of Screen Bites, our thought leader series where we learn from industry experts about the latest trends and challenges from across the conversion TV space. I'm your host, Michael Beach. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Screen Bites. Uh, today, we're honored to have Adam Lowey, uh, who's the head of American Demand Sales and Strategy at Magnite. Uh, previous to that, uh, Adam served as the chief commercial officer at Tellaria, uh, and then has done extensive stints at other companies such as Sling TV and Canoe Ventures. Uh, welcome, Adam. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we'll start off with a, a little bit of an icebreaker. We've asked everybody, uh, what was your first job and, and what lessons did you take away from it that you applied to your career? Uh, appreciate the question. So I actually started, um, strangely, in the control room. I was actually at a small cable uh, TV network called News Talk Television, or was called the, the Talk Channel. Um, and I was an associate director uh, working in the control room calling camera shots, working on timing um, in terms of um, how long a show runs and, and basically time it out for the director in terms of when we go to break, when we're on the show, what camera angles, um, talking to the talent through their IFB or their earpieces. Um, but really, I was, a, I was a control room guy working on the speed and pace of the business, working on quick decisions, um, and really just kind of putting TV shows together. Totally different to where I am now, but I think what was really neat about it is it gave me a whole perspective, kind of like a well-rounded perspective of how TV is, is handled, how it's done, how TV shows are made, shot, working with producers, et cetera. What do you think that'd be like uh, doing that remote today? I think it would be pretty interesting remotely today. Um, although, look, <laughs> it'd be interesting with the delay. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how the producers are doing right now. It's slowly getting back into shape. Absolutely. Uh, how'd you get your start in the conversion TV space? Um, I've been working on um, kind of new businesses, new advanced TV businesses for quite a while um, at Canoe Ventures, um, as well as uh, CBS actually years ago at CBS Distribution, where I was working on brand entertainment, kind of like a new business, um, how to look at advertising in a different way. Um, and that's kind of how Convergence came in when I got to Canoe, was working on dynamic ad insertion. Um, and, and from thereafter, went to Dish working on addressable advertising, working on interactive television and advanced TV, and then that morphed into Sling TV and kind of advertising sales and dynamic ad insertion in a, in a, in a different way. But all that put together is, you know, converging buying and converging the philosophy of, of how advertisers buy television shows and, and content. And that just kind of, I was an ops guy early on, as I said, into, into um, working in the control room, but also in, in operations as well, ABCs are kind of just putting it all together and how things work and how th things are bought and sold. Um, it just got me into kind of converging it all TV into digital. It just, it was a great interest of mine and being able to change, being kind of like that change agent in the industry where many of us are. Um, that's super exciting to me. I don't like the norm. I like doing things kind of differently and looking at things, you know, not where we are today, but where are we going and kind of helping to lead that. And that's kind of how I really was, was kind of doing convergence. Yeah, you certainly obviously been at, you know, multiple trailblazers that are, uh, you know, precursors of what's just the norm today. I mean, you know, addressable advertising, you know, everyone's talking about today, but, uh, you know, probably not back at, uh, you know, Dish or, or, or Canoe. Um, yeah, nowhere near today. I mean, look, back at Canoe, Michael, it was, it was really um, one of the few focuses of the company along with uh, dynamic ad insertion. Um, addressable is really one of the focuses and it was so early on um, and it was really just that there's no way this was going to be able to get done. And then at DISH, um, we started to really work on addressable because you were a direct-to-home service um, with satellite. 
it just started to come together. It, may, it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. It's basically digital advertising in TV. And then as it started to scale up and as CTV and OTT and Sling working on that as well, um, just impression-based buying and that philosophy of putting data behind it and making an audience-based buy just really took off. Um, so it's, it's becoming bigger and bigger than ever. And I think audience-based buying mixed with contextual buying is, is really where we are now and what connected TV or OTT offers with the one-to-one uh, impression-based buying philosophy that's feeding the business. Yeah, and before we dig any further, which kind of might give our, our community a little background on kind of where Magnite sits in the convergent TV space. Sure. So um, Magnite is the largest uh, omni-channel sell-side platform. We're a global company. And um, what we do and what we focus on so well is really putting TV convergence together um, with Talaria, which Magnite merged with uh, quite a few months ago in, in uh, April. Um, we are basically the leaders in the connected TV space from, from Talaria, as well as the leaders in the omni-channel space um, with uh, Rubicon Project, which was previously the name of the company. Um, but we focus in on programmatic. We focus in on um, automation and uh, moving the business forward in automated buying and being able to serve uh, impressions across all platforms. We call it omni-channel and connected TV um, through our platforms. And um, really, look, that's where the future um, we believe is, Michael, is where an advertiser could come to us and we could be a one-stop shop uh, for them and with our top-tier premium publishers that, that we work with. Um, we work with the best ones out there um, in terms of Hulu and Sling and Disney and Turner, et cetera, um, that we can go ahead and find the audience that they need um, an impression-based buying philosophy through programmatic uh, and really helping to um, secure buying um, in terms of automated buying um, where we believe the future is. Excellent. Do you still, you know, see, uh, you know, solid video team buying teams and, you know, so kind of what's the best entry point for your organization? Yeah. So siloed buying teams is something that um, we've been seeing for quite a while and, and kind of being into the, the day-to-day working on the demand side now more than ever. Um, that's really one of the things that we're, we're trying to help um, our agency and, and holding company partners to really kind of break down those silos. What we're seeing is um, you've got, yes, there still is the, the, the TV side of the house and the digital side of the house. And in terms of connected TV and OTT and kind of the video, video buying philosophy, the, the, the digital folks are fine. They're in it. Um, they know how to kind of buy CTV and OTT and impression-based buying. The TV side of the house that's <clears throat> been buying on um, GRPs and, and more of kind of that math game um, has really, uh, this has kind of been a whirlwind for them to get into connected TV and OTT and video because it really converts everything into um, essentially impression-based buying. So more agencies that we work with are starting to look holistically. Um, what, what I've seen over the past few years is there's generally a, a advanced TV team or there's a few folks that are kind of responsible to kind of help the convergence of the company where the TV folks will work with the digital folks to kind of understand impression-based buying, whether it's addressable or, or other means that, that'll get the silos broken down at the holding companies. But what I think is also happening is the publishers uh, are integrating where the publishers are now, um, you know, Fox owns Tubi and CBS uh, owns Pluto. And, and, and as that's growing, or Viacom owns Pluto, um, as that's growing, that's forcing both sides to work together on a larger scale omni-channel type of buying, which therefore gets 
the TV side, the video or digital side of the house having to work together and looking holistically as an entire buy. So said differently, there are still silos. They're breaking down because the business is moving at a faster pace to force this type of buying or impression-based buying um, that will be, I think, the, the key lead for the uh, convergence and the, the breakdown of the, the silos. Many have said that in the last uh, six months, we've, we've had uh, five to 10 years of, of digital transformation you know, packed into that time. Uh, you know, areas such as uh, shift to streaming. Uh, do, you know, do you agree? And if yes, do you think this is a, a short-term uh, shift or are we going to go back to the old normal and, and just slowly grow from there? From an inventory perspective, in connected TV and OTT, we have not even scratched the surface. And what I mean by that is a few things are starting to happen. Number one, you have uh, new players entering the space, and these are the, these are the big guys, right? So you've got Peacock entering the space. You'll have um, uh, uh, HBO coming in with commercials in the start of the year. You've got Disney with bigger initiatives um, with Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, but but the, the entire growth of the business is happening. That's number one. But add to that, the dynamic ad insertion hasn't even really um, scratched the surface of where it can be because – Right now, most of the play on the publishers is in the, what we call the, the local time or the um, operator's time. So roughly two minutes an hour is where the ad insertion is happening. The bigger chunk, the 14, 15 minutes uh, of network time, very little of that is actually being dynamically inserted and thus being uh, converged or, or done through digital buys. A lot of it is still TV buying with the um, measurement being dragged over um, and essentially just being added on to the, to the TV by measurement. The, once that changes or once dynamic ad insertion comes into play and you see a bigger shift, which is really starting to happen at a faster pace of more viewers into CTV, OTT, where that change is going to happen in the buy where I no longer need to get the TV credit and I could get just as much money or more going in a digital impression-based buy, that'll completely blow up and grow, as I believe, um, the, the advertising space more than we've ever seen. That'll be the bigger chip away of the $70 billion TV money is, again, because of the Nielsen TV credit starting to move over to digital. That's a big one. Um, additionally with that, uh, I would say, Michael, that the digital buying atmosphere, technology, the underpinnings, I like to say, of CTV OTT allows proof of purchase, allows um, better means for um, attribution, um, will allow more for, which will start to see more e-commerce we'll start to see more just essentially um, almost like how the, the uh, performance-based buying um, is, kind of that philosophy of did my ad work, what did I get from it, as opposed to um, just something kind of a few weeks later where you'll know that you hit a certain amount of eyeballs. Um, couple that with addressable and finding the audience you reach, and that's just going to move everything at a much faster pace. I believe you'll see a uh, some swing back over to the TV side when COVID kind of calms down a little bit, but it'll never be where I, I, I think the business ever was. And that $70 billion will continue to chip away into more digital buying as these things I started to mention start to, to creep in in the buying phenomenon or atmosphere. And you might answer this kind of that group, but you know, what's the, what's the biggest change you've seen uh, in the video ad marketplace and, and kind of how, how's your company adapted to that? So the biggest changes uh, we've seen in the marketplace, I mean, there's been quite a few things. Obviously, the, the size and the scope of the business. But um, 
viewing patterns are starting to really change with people home and looking at live and on-demand television. And of course, obviously the overall growth, but you know, we've talked about primetime isn't really primetime anymore. Um, we're certainly seeing that. So it's really throwing away kind of how you're looking at data and how you're looking at, you know, where consumers are and, and, and when avatars want to reach them. But to that point with addressable advertising, it doesn't really matter when I reach people. It just matters who I reach. That philosophy has changed. Um, additionally, every dollar counts. And that is always a fact. But I think now more than ever, um, just given the environment we're in and, um, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the buying power and the process and digital, it's just I think there's more scrutiny and more data analysts and more um, looking at your buys and, and seeing is it efficient? Is it right? Is there less waste? Because essentially like addressable advertising one-to-one is about eliminating waste. And really that scrutiny of buying has changed, um, I think, more than ever um, and will probably continue as we move on. That may be something that's interesting as if the pendulum does swing more to TV buying or the TV buyers start, that, that philosophy is really going to change in terms of the efficiency of their buys just because they're starting to get their feet wet more in the digital side of the house. Absolutely. And, and, you know, looking ahead, you know, which um, kind of future development are you most excited about uh, in the, in the conversion TV space? Well, first of all, I think it's something I mentioned before, just about the growth of dynamic ad insertion. That's a big one. Uh, Attribution is something that I am laser focused on and being able to prove your buy again, not just that I reached who I wanted to reach, but also now that, that the buy actually worked and something happened, there was an action, there was a purchase um, uh, that is incredibly exciting and the consolidation part. I mean, again, you've got, you've got the big players now in the space. They have a lot of money to market. Um, they're focusing now on this being a mainstream CTV, do being mainstream part of the business. And that just brings an overall, um, entire growth of companies to connected TV and OTT. So that just brings up more innovation and, um, just the next level of where kind of CTV OTT is going to go. So, um, those are the few things off, my, off the top of my head, but additionally with that, you know, programmatic, I mean, we're seeing our partners now where uh, it was 40, 50% of their business, uh, our publishers was programmatic and uh, fast forward a, a month or two or three later, and now it's 60, some or 70% of their advertising business is programmatic. Growth is really going through the roof and that's for multiple reasons. Um, obviously the impression-based buying, addressable, the speed, the efficiency, um, and just how quickly um, the business is moving up and less really of the upfront buying process and more into the scatter, um, you know, buy now, air now type of philosophy. Um, you're at also now, I think to your question, there's definitely more discussions and richer discussions now of upfront philosophies or upfront buying behavior going into programmatic. And that's exciting too. So automation just brings up a whole new um, philosophy and trending that uh, I'm very excited to see as we go on, especially into live sports and um, <clears throat> more, you know, event type program, because it just brings up a whole new dynamic. I'm sure you've seen a, you know, kind of a follow up to that um, you know, huge growth in both, you know, demand per advertiser, but also just the number of advertisers in general. Yes. Um, yeah, that's one thing that we look at, you know, when you look at Facebook with 8 million advertisers and right. in traditional TV with, you know, less than a hundred thousand uh, there's obviously a ton of room to grow that if you can get anywhere near, you know, even half million advertisers, just that amount of demand could really take off for programmatic. 
Yeah, it's so true, Michael. Um, we look at, and you're absolutely right, we look at our platform and, and, and what we're seeing. It's, it's more advertisers getting into connected TV and OTT, more companies that have folks that are focused in on connected TV or specialists in programmatic and CTV OTT, um, as well as now, uh, obviously, political, huge, brings a whole new aspect to CTV OTT buying and programmatic as well as the direct-to-consumer business. Um, the performance-based or DR business is now shifting over more from TV buying into connected TV. Um, so, it, you know, a couple of, a year or two ago, it was, it was, it was the auto, the telecom, uh, you know, some CPG, but now it's really uh, everybody is getting in because the eyeballs are there and they have to get into the space. And to your point, the amount of advertisers is just growing, which is bringing more uh, bid density into programmatic auctions, and it's bringing more just into um, different opportunities um, into buying. So it, it's it's really starting to take off. And, and as I've been saying for a while, I think we all are, is that Connect TV is really becoming mainstream now. Absolutely. Well, we'll get you out of one more question. Uh, you kind of given the, the environment, uh, if you could get your whole team to read one book, what would that book be? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, wow. Uh, that involves reading. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think that's, I'm, I'm going to throw one at you that I am a big fan of reading about um, coaching, um, sports in general. Um, so although not a team member, but, but if you read uh, Bill Belichick's book um, about how to look at a team, how to grow a team, how to start and really look at the specifics. And I, I don't remember the name, but it was a, <clears throat> a biography um, Bill Belichick that actually finished a couple a couple months ago, um, but how to start small and, and and scale up as a business is one thing. But how he's looking at his team is different sectors of different groups: the receivers, the running backs, and then how to work in harmony and together, which is so much about business, um, but also in a, in a growing, scaling, exciting, fast-paced business that we're all in right now. Um, how we can all work together and get everybody on the same page, and that's why I, I like reading about coaches. Um, and I think Bill Chet is a good one. Pat Riley is another one, Calipari, um, but just wondering how they lead teams. Uh, do you think uh, Belichick's going to win another one with, uh, without Brady? I hope not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> More of a giant fan, but that, that's a tough one too. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. So, well, we're grateful for your time, and uh, I'm sure our community is going to um, uh, you know, really love, love this talk, and, and we'll post links to, uh, to, to your company in the, the page. And but again, you know, Thank you for joining us today. Of course. And thank you, Michael. Appreciate the opportunity and, and uh, we'll keep pumping. All good. Appreciate it. Man. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Screen Bites. I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. You can find out more about CrossGreen Media at crossgreenmedia.com. And please don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter, State of the Screens. You can find us on social media at CrossGreen Media. Join us next time for more insights and analysis straight from the experts.